melted. Felt like forked lightning gun from a ribcage. Practicing the presence of God in this place. Hallelujah. It's good to see everyone in the glory. I mean that now. Don't you judge out there, okay? I mean that in the glory. It's good to see you in the glory. Jesus loves the little children, all the children of the world. Red and yellow, black and white, we are precious in his sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. Beautiful. The Minneapolis Acapella Choir at it again. If Sony Records is watching, you can email Brandon at Rutherman.com. We might sign a contract if the offer is good. We'll see. Make me an offer I can't refuse, Time Warner. You know, I got an email one time from Time Warner's lawyer. A very serious situation. They said, you can't sell Jesus writing never-ending story dragon on your website. How many did you sell? We're going to have to confiscate all your money. I said, you know what? Uh, <clears throat> the Jacob mantle has just been put upon me. Sly. Shrewd businessman glory. Oh, Time Warner lawyer. We've never sold any. It was just a joke. Actually, I was just planning on taking it down right now. Thanks for helping me with maintenance on my website. Alrighty then. Click! And that was the end of that. <laughs> People, they miss that God's a shrewd businessman. Like this dude at Hobby Lobby. He's like, Jesus was a poor homeless bum living in the dirt covered in mud, so I'm going to sell my business and go live in with the untouchables in India so that through my suffering I might have some rewards in heaven and the poverty principality just picks off another one almost made me sad but I'm just so used to it I just expect that kind of behavior from people that get into false Jesus you get into false Jesus success becomes your enemy you notice that always screwed up always having problems never any help just non-stop destruction poverty devastation I think you better check yourself before you wreck yourself fool you should have learned that in high school because you got a false Jesus man and that's why you're living like Stan down by the river. Not Stan in Buckingham Palace, that's for sure. Because there's a wizardry excellence there. Even their servants, their med ser main, men servants and maid servants are excellent in Buckingham. In Windsor, 
Black Sun, False Glory. <laughs> oh, man, I'm getting drunk. Last night I was so whacked on the crystal clear wine, the new wine of this new season. It was almost disturbing how high you can get in crystal clear wine. I didn't know you get this whacked on crystal clear. A little sprite from Heaven Waits the Bride. That's a bartender angel. Bet you didn't know that. Yeah, I decided I just had my heart exposed. Just some mean religious beat yourself up legalism from the charismatic church of Saruman's white hand witchcraft. Cut down all the trees, take the river, dam it up on the mountain. Everyone's thirsty, dying, creating orcs and Uruquai. Where's your white hand on your helmet? You must not even be saved. You see it on every street corner in the USA. I'm coming with the Lord of the Rings gospel tonight. Here's the, here's the ticket. Eagles first. Roll the end credits. Amen. Yes, it'll hop on an eagle and fly through the Tower of Mordor. The eagle is better than all the harpies of hell, the whole story. You just get on the Eagle King. I was reading about that. Had some fancy name. They created their own languages in Lord of the Rings. And the Cimmerillion. We're so deep into Lord of the Rings, we speak in elvish tongues when we pray in tongues. Sometimes when we're praying against the, the demon gods in the cosmos, we speak the dark speech of Mordor. Shall not be uttered here. And I just get struck down. Sauron's eyes always gazing. Not in the lightning. Hey, look into that lightning. All he sees is his fall. That's why he's just looking at you to see if you get into righteousness. And you might tonight. If you don't, your life will still be crap. Truth, anyhow. You can't really have a good life in this world, cosmos universe, until you practice purity of heart, mind, and action in wisdom and righteousness both. Those who escape the curse of the fall practice wisdom, Daniel 12.3. Those who begin to rule in a new world, heaven's made new through you, Bible says, filled with righteousness. For God has reserved all the elements for fire. That's the fire of 150 billion galaxies of stars that obey and worship Jesus now. And all that star power wants to be your celestial garments. We're in the word now. Not New Age, not Kabbalah. Enoch, Jesus, Apostle Paul, Apostle John, and anyone else that agrees with the truth in the whole frickin' universe in Jesus' name. Come on, now. <laughs> Amen. That this 
is the path of righteousness, the path of purity, the path of wisdom, building seven pillars up, up, and away. But if you stay in the dirt, in the mud, in poverty, in religion, which is in sorcery, you get the punishment meant for the fallen angels, and that's why they're complaining more than ever out there. But now the victorious in Christ, like Kanye West, <laughs> who just pissed off Balenciaga, Gap, Adidas, Chase Manhattan, and canceled every single contract to these diabolical corporations with just one shock prophetic. Literally one sentence of shock prophetics and canceled all of his contracts that he would have otherwise been fined millions of dollars for breaking. All he had to do is offend them with his newfound freedom in Christ and they canceled for him so he can start over away from Satan. One of the most genius business moves I've ever seen in the history of the world. A true hustler. I ain't paying your big fines there to just offend you with some freedom and you can destroy yourselves in Jesus' name. Isn't that how Gideon's 300 rolls? Shrewd businessman. Unless, of course, you're here just with a bunch of religion in your head. Give me the word, brother. We'll give you a practical wisdom, which is the word of God. That's what wisdom is. What is Proverbs? To live a practical, prudent, blessed life by changing your behavior to have ultimate success. And if it don't change, you have none of it. There's no wisdom. It's just knowledge without wisdom, which is madness. So we need knowledge. Yes, we need spirit of knowledge. We need the yellow tur torch burning in our spirit, burning in our hearts and burning in our brains, burning in our bones and marrow. Seven torches burning, the seven spirits of God lifting you up spiritually, mentally, morally, physically, new organs. Behold, I make all things new. Thank God that includes body parts. Thank God that includes your bones and your marrow, your organs, your skin, your eyes, your Moses on the mountain at 120 years old. The Bible says there was no sign of aging. Deuteronomy, was that 45? Zero sign of aging on his face. Why? Because he was practicing righteousness. Practicing righteousness is simply conquering death. You know, ask Enoch, ask Elijah, they both did it. Ask Jesus, he did it for everyone. Problem is we've never matured out of infancy in Christ in the earth realm because we're so flippin' religious and easily deceived by fallen angels and attacking anything higher than us like barbarians and a Neanderthal spirit that just hates anything higher than it, total strife towards anything higher than me. If my interpretation of scripture isn't what you're saying, I literally have a legal right to attack you and murder you like Saul of Tarsus and the earthly Sanhedrin in Acts 7 killing anything that disagrees with their dogma. You don't have a belief in scripture. You have a belief in dogma. 
because you're sorcerers controlling dogs. That's really what religion is. And it's everywhere in Christianity. In fact, it's a enigma if you don't experience sorcery in born-again charismatic Christianity in the USA, it's very rare. Truth anyhow, it's actually an exception to the rule. The most common thing under the sun is practicing carnal religion with seven-headed beasts. Whore of Babylon. What does it mean? Other gods pretending to be the living God. Whore of Babylon means adultery with spirits pretending to be Jesus and the Holy Ghost, but are absolutely not. And that's why your life proves what God you currently have, and you can say Jesus all day long. Bible says all the demons believe in Jesus. Doesn't help them at all. It's not about your Jesus. It's about transformation into his character and nature through obedience and sacrifice and yielding and humility and meekness and completely conforming to his image, which is metamorphosis, which is a melting down of the old Adam and Eve of flesh and blood and spirit and black and white of sorcery into the glorious freedom of Christ. And what he began in you, he is faithful to finish if your eyes remain on Jesus. And say, what Jesus? The character, the name. The name is not just a religious term. We worship Jesus, worship Jesus, and then five days a week they drink alcohol and they go to church like a meat shop looking for a partner. They come around Christianity looking for a spouse and they don't have any pure devotion or worship for God. All the intentions of their heart are evil continuously, Scripture declares. Until you purify your heart and get the intentions and the thought life of your spirit right in pure worship to the Father, you'll be corrupted no matter what you do, what you believe, or what you say. Because it's all earthly. It's all sin. Falling short of the glory. All have sinned. In order to not be a sinner and to be an actual saint, you have to have a devotion of pure spiritual worship to the Lamb on the throne in the third heaven and to God the Father right by his side. And if that isn't the intention of your spirit, if you're here for knowledge, if you're here for power, if you're here for success and not for God the Father, you're here out of idolatry and it doesn't even matter what you hear it'll do you no good because your heart is in a wrong place says the Lord you first and foremost have to give your heart to Jesus then after you give your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ he can clean you up as your eyes are fixed in pure worship Towards him, face to face on the throne, we live for him alone. <laughs> Apostle Paul says, not many have Christ's interests in mind. They all have their own interests in mind. That's what the Bible says. That's the Apostle's experience that everyone reacting 
to the sacrificial, obedient, apostolic life of Apostle Paul was selfishness continuously. That's what the Bible says. He said, not many. Now, he's writing to 10 million. If you understand history, he's writing to 10 million born again, filled with the Holy Ghost believers in Asia Minor. That's how many people were in Apostle Paul's churches. And he says, out of the 10 million, very few have Christ's interests in mind. We need you to have Christ's interests in mind. Otherwise, you can't even begin in the school of wisdom because you're in the school of jambres, selfish knowledge and selfish wisdom for personal gain. You haven't even left false whore of Babylon, Jezebelic, demon god, sorcery filled Christianity. You need to come out of false Christianity. It is written, come out of her, my people. We're charismatic. Your iniquity is what you are. Truth in you. And if it's not you, duck and let it hit the person behind you. Get behind me, Satan. It is written. You know, we take it personally. If you take it personally, it probably applies to you. If you're offended, then it's certainly true about you. If it hits you, it cuts you. It, if it harms the sin, if it harms the darkness, if it harms the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and its seed and its branches and its roots and the axes at the roots of that tree, people, that tree only grows up in human beings. What do you think the word of God is? It's an ax already at the roots of that tree, says Elijah in the Bible. You want to come in here and have the tree of knowledge pruned, manicured. You want people to pat you on the back, say, oh, that's some good fruit you got growing on the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Thank you for obeying the seed line of the fallen angels. That's what most people are into. Mostly in ignorance, some with knowledge. That's why it's forgivable. It's not condemnation. Bible says, when the word of God goes forth, it exposes everything hidden in closets and darkness, and it shouts everything whispered in secret from the rooftops. So it just means the gospel is illuminating what is in your heart, what is in your mind, and it's usually the devil. So it's Jesus in my heart. No, it's not. It's Satan in your heart. Jesus is a life-giving spirit, a fountain of the Lamb in your spirit, trying to circumcise your heart, but you think you have a Christian saved good animal heart, and you're not willing to cut open your heart for the fountain of the Lamb to actually spring up within. Out of your belly flows rivers of living water for those who believe. John 7, 38. Real slow, just so you can write it down. John 738. Whoa. <laughs> Glory. <clears throat> How you guys doing? <sighs> Chris is the clear. Hey, man. We're like, what kind of sword is that? Let's ask Excalibur. It might be Merlin for Halloween. We'll see how things go. We'll see how fast that Amazon Prime shipping can get the coolest costume to me within my budget. Twenty nine ninety nine. 
Might be a white wizard if the Lord allows. <laughs> we'll see. Lord of the Rings con coming up at the Minneapolis Convention Center. Might be a hobbit. We'll see. We'll see how things go. Easy to be a hobbit. Just get some big feet and a nice cool green cloak. And the Lord, the leaves of Lordian don't fall far from the tree. You get one of those little leaf pins. Oh, yeah, and the ring of power. Elijah Wood. That's what sold my ticket. I want to go meet Frodo. I know all y'all want to just go meet Jesus. You're so spiritual. I'm here to hear about Jesus. Not me. I'm excited about Frodo and having some fun at the convention center. Some Lord of the Rings cosplay. Might go as Galadriel. There's no male or female in Christ. Don't judge. Might go as the White Wizard. Might go as Treant. You know, shape-shifting was stolen from Jesus Christ. I know we got a lot of fearful, immature prophets watching that say, oh, shape-shifting is a sign that you're definitely in a principality realm of a demon god. You're a liar. <laughs> Jesus shape-shifted so much that his family didn't even recognize him after he spent three and a half years with him every single day in the Bible. Mary Magdalene, she said, Gardener! Gardener! Where have you been? <laughs> Just like that. That's Hebrew. Whoa. Mary. No, it's not like, Mary! Gosh darn it! I ain't gonna use my own name in vain. So I'll say, Jiminy Christmas! It's me! Rabbi! Which always makes me feel like it's just talking about some kind of pepperoni or something. You know when you hear that? What is that, an Italian sausage or something? Rabboni, is that a type of deli meat? Come on, man. I'm so glad I don't speak Hebrew. Brother, you Listen, some of the goofiest people I've ever seen come out of that Hebrew root stuff. I Lord rebuke you, Satan. I don't need to know Hebrew. I don't even need to know English. Let's drool on my mat in the Stephen Hawking's anointing. And we all drive Jaguars. He died right right after that. I think that joy might have killed him. We need to leave the earth and settle on Mars. And God God just had enough. And he just sent that cripple straight to hell. <laughs> It's true. It's true. We got this idea about God's usually a bunch of garbage. One thing I've noticed is that God doesn't enjoy sending people to hell, but he does it every day. We got this idea that God's just some kind of 
all loving, just super nice to everyone, universalist, and has he doesn't spank kids, he's just this easy pushover. I tell you what, man, that's the devil's view installed in you about God. The beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. The fear of your father. And it's healthy and it's reverent. Doesn't mean, oh my God, he's gonna kill me, but he could. And he could, especially if you get into sin, he will kill you. Devil doesn't kill you. The Bible says, I was reading this today. I don't, I don't know what kind of weird doctrines you're into, but I was reading the scriptures today, the Holy Bible. And it said, God would kill you and throw you to hell. I said, that's my father in heaven. That's my dad. Some of you are like, greasy grace, just give me some goofball stuff because you're hiding sin in your heart. That's why they hate the judgment seat of the Father. They actually hate the nature and the name of the Father. His name ain't written on their forehead. They don't even have the name of Jesus written on their forehead, let alone the heavenly Jerusalem. They got the name maybe in their belief systems buried under their perverted souls and their spirit. Anyone can call upon the name of Jesus and then live like a whore and a slut and sexually moral and all kinds of excuses of why they're still slutty and smutty and gross and nasty and living like dogs and rats and pig's blood and looking more like sinners than sinners do. And then justifying it. Grace. Grace, brother. You know, it's called hyper-grace. You know, these people are into hyper-grace. Hyper-grace is so hyper it's trying to save principalities in the cosmos. You start getting into that goofy stuff, that's why I strayed from all the goofy stuff in 2008. They started to get into universalism. They started to get into saving demons. They said, oh, Brandon lost his drunkenness. No, I just stayed the narrow path and you got into the drunkenness of Jezebel and you're still into it and that's the truth anyhow and you got terrible fruit there's no holiness there's no purity there's no actual power the path of the lightnings is unknown to them they usually just get into kabbalah next thing you know they're working for the fallen angels and deceiving everyone that listens to them and calling themselves mystic ministers yeah there's a mysticism of the false tree of life and I know that's what you're into. It's completely obvious to anyone with any prophetic maturity whatsoever. But when you're into that tree, your eyes are blinded by your father, the devil. You know, Jesus called the Israelites the, the sons of the devil multiple times, and they picked up stones to kill him. And they said, now certainly this proves you have a demon. Remember those verses? You know, the word Israel means the children of God. They said, we're all saved. We're all children of God. We're Christians. We go to church every Sunday, Jesus. We all speak in tongues, Jesus. We have angel feathers, gemstones, miracle signs and wonders, Jesus. How dare you say we're not the children of God? So they pick up stones. They actually pick up the sorceries of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and they hurl them at you. Any of that ever happened to you? I know all of you have gone through that in different measures. This is what you're dealing with. First coming, exactly the same as second coming on a cosmic level. First in the natural, then in the spiritual. His first coming was in the natural. Second coming is in the 
seven spirits of God, supernatural. He's coming through us before he comes to us by the seven spirits of God, the Perusia, which is the ever-increasing glory since Azusa Street. And only if we could walk in the holiness of William Seymour. Woo! That would seriously correct the hyper-grace crazies. And it's crazy out there. I don't know how the Drunken Glory movement got involved in the hyper-grace. Probably because it's so powerful. If you stay in the real wine every day, you get exceedingly powerful. It's really like drinking the spirit of might. But you can stray very easily because it becomes about pleasure, a sensation, a feeling. It becomes about an intoxication that you have based on drugs and alcohol, which is pharmacia sorcery. And everyone that does drugs and alcohol, pharmacia, is outside the city gates, which means it's outside the narrow way. True. That's what the Bible says. So we have this grid through drugs and alcohol, and we apply it to the wine. And if I'm not feeling a certain way, I might be condemned. <clears throat> no, you're deceived. It's not about your feelings. Your heart is the most deceptive part of you, the Bible says. It's what it's about is the clarity. The wine clears the heart. Crystal clear living water that sparkle, sparkles. That's the only drink that the Bible says that we are legally allowed to drink. And that's the wine of the new covenant. Crystal clear and sparkling. Which means if you're drinking and your heart and your brain and your eyes and your ears and your senses are not going clear and there isn't a cleanness and a clarity and a sparkling from drinking, you're not actually drinking the cup of the new covenant. You're drinking the cups of demons. That's what Corinthians says. Paul had to rebuke him because he taught him how to drink the cup of the new covenant too. But instead of drinking crystal clear, they started drinking demons. That's what the Bible says. So problem is, is when you introduce drinking, immediately the enemy comes. Any new thing from heaven you introduce, the Bible says, Jesus Christ in the parable of the sower, sowing seed, the principle of introduction of new revelation, which means the enemy will come and try to pervert it and corrupt it every single time. And usually he's successful for a time because we're exceedingly dull and slow to believe the words of Jesus. Exceedingly slow and dull. That's what he says. To believe all the promises. What it means is to experience what he's saying in his purity. It is the immorality and is the impurity and the uncleanness of our animal flesh, our blood, and usually in our spirit too, and the roots in our spirit, and all the strongholds in the mind, the brain from culture and family, and all the crap you go through in life, it causes you to dull your ability to bear forth the experiences, which is the fruit of the Word of God. So instead of experiencing what Jesus experiences through his belief systems, there's a mixture of your own culture that's not dashed to pieces, your own DNA, which is utterly swine, utterly rat blood, and because there isn't a pure experience of the God sperm genetics, which is the word of God in spirit, you have all kinds of false revelations and false experiences that you apply to the character and nature of God, which is how we get deceived. So what do you need to do? Purify your hearts from unrighteousness and find the white dove's purity. Be married to the white dove as your husband and wife. 
Unless you're married to the Holy Spirit, you can't even ever in a hundred million years get into the marriage supper of the Lamb. If the Holy Spirit is not more of a husband and wife than your physical natural spouse, you're lost. You're completely lost. You need to be married to another. It is written. That is just a symbolic understanding of the value of being yoked to Jesus Christ. There is no physical sex between Jesus and you. None of that. That's for the animal. And you can still procreate and have kids for another thousand years. So chill out out there. There's another day in the Lord. So chill out. But with the Holy Ghost, he ain't going to conceive another virgin. You just can forget about all that. And Jesus never has sex with you. You can forget about all that. He's going to purify you from your immorality. That's what you can focus on. The misunderstanding of the shock prophetics. I mean, find a prophet in the Bible that didn't get misunderstood and then destroyed all the works of the devil through the shocking of the misunderstanding. Misunderstanding is a form of judgment. We do it on purpose. Ever seeing, ever hearing, never understanding, never perceiving. Otherwise, they'd repent and come to the knowledge of truth. Hello? Why? To get the devil out of the earth because the earth belongs to the prophets and the apostles, the head of the body. And if you don't want to follow them, you love the devil anyhow. So you get the lake of fire. You get judgment. You get destroyed. You love the devil. That's why it's a test of the heart of your loyalty to what tree in the garden you want to reproduce after its own kind, seed and fruit bearing, seed time and harvest remain forever. Well, the reproduction of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil will reproduce in the lake of fire, weeping and gnashing of teeth forever by the manifesting sons of God who put them in that place. So it's still a, a seed time and harvest of the seeds of the enemy because the seeds of the enemy in full maturation under the hundredfold light of the Shekinah glory are constant torture and torment in hell forever. That's why they get tortured and tormented when you step into a greater light of purity, a greater light of holiness, a greater separation from the world, a greater separation from the black sun and the black moon and the black earth and all the demon gods and all the beasts of the field and all the birds of the air. And as you're separated into the holy, innocent, angelic with the seven stars, the seven archangels of Jesus Christ's right hand, you begin to torture and torment them and they begin to fight back because they believe they're right in their own minds and you expose that they are wrong and servants of the devil. That's what first John, that's what John 1 says. That light came into the world, but they hated the light. Now these are supposed to be the Israel God. This is likened to Christianity today, guys. We are the Pentecostals. We are the glory stream. We are the charismatic signs and wonders. Believe us, we the real deal. We got the full gospel, bro. Don't step on my toes. Hallelujah. He's going to cut them off. Amen. Like hobbits, they're too long anyway. That's nasty. You know, I mean, I don't want to judge, but it's gross. You know, you need to do something with that. It's like a genetic mutation. Floods of Noah days of Noah. They're mutating DNA. You can't have feet like that around here. Come on, man. Get out the grinder like dumb and dumber. They actually did that to me one time. True story. They had a grinder out. Why? 
I got a little athlete's foot on one of my toenails from exercising too much. Being a gym guy, we were walking into the Mall of America the other day, and uh, I looked at Rebecca. I said, "They're not gonna let me in because the sign says they ban guns on these premises." <laughs> That one really got her. <laughs> After that, she says, that's why I love you. Aww. Yeah, God the Father's got a great personality. <laughs> Believe it or not, I was a completely wild child in rebellion. When I got born again, total introvert. I went from crazy, wild extrovert. This is my conversion at age 18. Drug addict, violent associated with gangs and just the craziest stuff you could ever imagine. And then when I got born again and realized I was wrong about everything I ever believed my entire life, it humbled me to the core of my being where I became a completely different personality in Christ. I was introverted. I was shy because I had gone from being crazy wild tree of knowledge like know-it-all, crazy experiences in darkness to, oh my God, there is actually light in this world. There's a real God and Jesus is real. The Holy Ghost is real to, I know nothing. So I got to start over in a brand new little sapling of light. My personality went from extrovert to introvert in one day by being born again, a new creature in Christ. All things were made new and it gradually the tree of light begin to glorify my personality as I yielded to all the works of the Holy Spirit. You know, that's how you grow in Christ, is doing the works of the Holy Spirit, which is flowing in the river. The Holy Spirit River is only here for works. Stay in Jerusalem until you receive the Holy Spirit from on high, and then go out and make disciples of all nations, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the outer ends of the earth, which means the Spirit is to do the works of the Spirit. Right? That's what the Bible says, anyhow. So I began to do the works of the Spirit, and I gradually, from doing the works of the Holy Spirit outward, like Joel's Bar, like Red Letter Ministries, like eight hours a day on Cedar Riverside for 26 months, and, and just all kinds of glory, predestined, foreordained works that the Holy Spirit had prepared for me. And by flowing in those works, and flowing in those words, and changing my action, actions, changing my behavior, changing every part of me that was old to making all things new, it began to dynamically transfigure my personality. And the Bible actually has a verse for it called the glorified personality, the personality of the new creature that is so far better than anything of the old. You know, a lot of people come out of the nightclub in college and they're a wild child and they drank and they smoked and then they have kids and now they're just boring stay-at-home moms and that ain't God's plan for anyone's life. He wants to glorify your personality and you can be a stay-at-home mom and just be in the glory and be transfiguring and all of the wildness of your past and the rebellion. I'll tell you what, God's got a better version of that in the lightning in the purity of the white dove, in the wild child Jesus in the third heaven, in purity. And if you get pure, you'll have more fun in Jesus and you have a greater, more dynamic, transfigured personality than even after you took eight shots of Jägermeister and drank 
three Red Bull vodkas and smoke crack or something. And then angel dust after that and three days of a meth binge. Are your craziest time partying ever? You know, it's usually you don't have that in math. So you, that goes south real quick. The funnest time you ever had in sin. People want to bury this stuff. God don't. God wants you to glorify the outside from the inside and show you how much better everything the tree of life is that's unknown to you than the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which is rebellion. And the younger prodigal son running off with a million dollars and spending it on loose living. Spending it on rebellion. And living like a devil. And ending up in a pig trough, which represents living in hell. We like pigs because we love bacon, and I love bacon on everything. I had bacon twice today. But in that culture, it'd be the equivalent of eating raccoon or eating armadillo. Which has leprosy, by the way. It'd be the equivalent today of eating the leprosy out of an armadillo. <laughs> yeah, that's for the Texans tonight, yep. They know you don't touch those things on the road. We got leprosy. Your fingers would fall off, you'd drive and be like, man, I started with five and I got four because I touched an armadillo. Yep, that's the younger prodigal son down in Texas right now. I'm talking to you. You need to stop touching sin. You need to stop putting your hand into the sewage of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. It's anything you consider you open your heart to. Anything you look at multiplies. It's the principle of multiplication, seed time and harvest. And if you keep your eyes fixed on the pure devotion of your Father in heaven, living for him, you will rise out of anything because you love him more than anything. But if you love anything in this world more than God the Father, you will fall. Because you can have no idols to ascend. Who can be lifted up and climb the mountain of the Lord? Who can find the secret stairway in the sky? Who can ascend? Clean hands, pure heart, has not lifted themselves up to idols, it is written. Which means you can't have another God. And when you're down on the earth, you usually have 13,000 other gods. And you think all of them are Jesus. But because of the elevation, your lack of revelation, and how new you are to the prophetic in ignorance you perish for lack of revelation knowledge as you ascend by apostolic and razor sharp prophetic teaching illuminating your heart and illuminating your mind by the gospel of the angel flying in the mid heavens which means it's a cosmic gospel the bible says it is a lightning gospel. It is a seven thunder gospel. We're the sons of thunder because we live in the righteousness of the path of the stars and lightnings of God the Father. Amen. Therefore, when you hear a cosmic celestial gospel from above, it will raise you from the dead spiritually, morally, mentally, and physically to no longer be down, deceived, and thinking those 13,000 Jesuses of the 100,000 different denominations in America are the same Jesus. They're all different Jesuses. That's why they have different belief systems. Truth, anyhow, you're never going to have unity down on the earth in the valley of the shadow of death. You got to burn them off, all those ravens, those crows, those foul detestable birds in the air, all the beasts of the field. They burn off you as you ascend into the Son of Righteousness with healing in His wings and beams both. You need beams, that's natural light, 
because you're a natural body. You got flesh and blood. Without natural light in your flesh and blood, you're sick and you're dead and you're dying. You will die horrible, miserable deaths through disease unless you have clean, clear, white sunshine in your bones and your marrow and your flesh and your blood. You're created for white light. Truth anyhow, because you have bodies. Jesus walked in sunshine pouring out of his face, scripture says. We're so Gnostic and deceived under false Christianity, we don't even have a grid for that level of light pouring through our flesh and blood. Get one today, otherwise you'll die tomorrow. Tomorrow might be five years down the road, but he won't live off in your whole potential in Christ, the full potential of the long life he has for you, unless the sun is pouring out of your face. Truth in you. Bible talks about the sun a lot more than you're comfortable with. We say, oh, that must be the Zoroastrianism. That must be Kabbalah. That must be some wizardry. We got all kinds of schizophrenic, paranoid ideas about the stars. Remember, if your eyes are not on Jesus, this stuff, listen, first of all, the stars aren't going to deceive you because they all praise the Lord Jesus. What's going to deceive you is the fallen angels that aren't even stars anymore. They're just darkness. Fallen angels are the only one that's going to lie to you. There's no star in the heavens right now that's going to lie to you if you're inside the thrones of those stars. If you're outside the thrones of those stars, outside the path, the narrow path of the lightnings of Enoch, then you will be deceived because you're not on the path anyhow. Anyone that goes into that dimension is a thief and a robber unless they go through the sheep gate, which is the cross, which is meekness, purity, humility. The same purity in Jesus has to be in your heart and mind. Otherwise, just forget about it. If you got secret lusts in you, you're disqualified. You won't even go up one step. That's why all these weirdos that are judging and condemning and accusing of all this sin and stuff, I know they're completely bewitched because you can't even take one step up in light unless you're into purity, unless you're into virginity of Jesus. Because they're so mentally ill from the madness of the fallen angels, they want to put their sins of their evil crooked hearts on the pure ones. Isn't that what the foolish virgins did to the wise? Same exact thing today. Hello? Goats are always accusing sheep. Tares are always stealing the nutrients of the soil from wheat. The foolish are always copycatting and pretending the wise because they're not purifying their hearts. They're false brethren everywhere. But leave them until harvest comes, and there's harvest every year. That's why you see such a great turnover in Red Letter Ministries. When harvest comes every year, they'll be bound in bundles to be burned. That's why they start little group chats in the RLM Drunk group right when I'm broadcasting, because they're being bound in bundles to be burned. Oh, burn, burn. I love you anyhow. I do love you a lot more than you love me, that's for sure. And I know you love me a lot. But the expression of love changes as you ascend. It's no longer human. It's no longer animal. It's no longer heart or brain. It's actually the Holy Spirit himself. In fact, you can't even love yourself or your neighbor unless you're possessed by the great white dove. He is our ability to love. He is our ability to ascend. He is our ability to do miracles, signs, and wonders. And we need those too because they glorify the Father. We are for 
every sign and wonder. I love signs and wonders. I love cosmic signs and wonders. I love when the moon turns to blood. I like some signs and wonders that are scary. I like scary signs and wonders. I had an angel of the fear of the Lord come to me one time. Illuminated the room. I know it was a good holy angel. There was so much of the fear of God dripping from this holy, innocent, powerful, angelic being that when it stepped into the room, I looked at the veins and my hand began to move like my blood was curdling in the fear of the Lord, but it was energizing and it was pure. There was no condemnation in it. It was a type of divine love I had never experienced before. I was right about the time I got the 341 from Bob Jones and asked for the seven spirits of God. Just a very young apostle in 2007. And the angel of the fear of the Lord visited me and showed me what the fear of the Lord actually is. Blood-curdling, cringing fear of the Lord. But it was energizing and it was clean. There was a reverent awe of the terror of the power of God the Father. And it's been before my eyes ever since. That's why I'm a certain way. That's why people say you're so serious. No, I've just been around serious angels that have completely mutilated my sin nature to only fear the Lord and never anything else. Where like you must fear the Lord and his word in ministry despite the misunderstanding to grow in the prophetic. These things aren't even optional. These are requirements if you step up the path of righteousness even to the level of the skyline. Truth anyhow, even if you want to get into the clouds over the earth and be as high and tall as a skyscraper in the Holy Ghost, building seven pillars where as high as you can go every day. Proverbs 9.1, it is written. We just cap it out and say, I'm just going to stay limited to the roof of my house. How many of y'all know we're raising the roof in Kenya? And we're raising the roof in the USA. Big time. As the great man of God prophesied, hugely. Bigly. It's going to be huge. Mega. Amen. Praying for Donald Trump and just pouring liquid lightning on him for all of his enemies to be incinerated. And for some of those people that honor Donald Trump to be harvested in Red Letter Ministries. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be nice to have people that have this level of wisdom and righteousness and understanding all over the place, like real wise men from the East following the stars? Holy Ghost stars? Stars that worship Jesus? Deborah, stars of Judges 520, that war for the Shulamite warlord, that war for the bride of Christ. These are lightnings warring out of the sons of righteousness. First, you got to get up into this sun. From there, there is no limit. Once you go all the way up, there's a gate and there's a secret password. Yes. Don't tell anyone. Glory. Yeah, that'll be the secret partner, minimum thousand dollar monthly partner for that one. That caused a couple of you to manifest right there. You still got poverty Janies in you. Now God sees the heart. I know we have a hundred widow's mites partnering with us. We have a hundred ninety-nine year old women from Haiti 
partnering. Oh no? Oh, you just don't give anything because you're greedy and stingy. My bad. <laughs> now there's a few of you that have overcome that, but not many. In the days ahead, you will, as you ascend, as you purify your hearts. I'm doing everything I can, Brandon. Not good enough. His work in you is perfect. The issue is that you're still the worker and you haven't learned to do the works of the Spirit. When I say works of the Spirit, you think it's something you do. No, you just yield your body to Him. And if you don't know Him, it's impossible. That's why you got to have an intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit who inspired the prophets to write the Scriptures. Otherwise, just forget it. You can't even begin to do one work of the Spirit, let alone the works of the Lamb that are higher than that in the Son, and the works of the Father that are higher than that in the lightnings. You begin to do all kinds of awesome stuff. Those who know their God will do great. Sloths. They just fail and suck and miserably at everything. <laughs> Gotta be careful up here. <clears throat> Volatile cocktail. It's like a Molotov cocktail only with the glory. Like drinking liquid C4 dunamis dynamite in the Holy Ghost tonight. This crystal clear wine is dangerous. Which means you might get struck with so much joy, you better have an adult diaper on. Are you gonna go? You think I'm joking, that's Heidi Baker. She got struck with it in 94. She'd be carried to the toilet for seven days. That's why it all depends. We're gonna require you come in the door, we'll have just ass, you know, obviously, you know, keep it clean and clear. But are you wearing your adult diaper? Because things could get serious tonight, Jules Bar. Check. I'm not even embarrassed about it, excited that you get struck with that much lightning. Well, you think I'm joking, I'm serious. It's happened before, and he saved the best wine for last. And I had a taste of it last night. And you know, we've been drinking heavily for a very long time. And the wine always gets better in the pathway of righteousness. It's different. It's clearer and cleaner and more sparkly. It becomes more mature. It's an aged wine. It's an ancient wine. It's the wine of righteousness, y'all. It's the wine that wisdom builds you up to drink in the sun and above the sun. The Bible says there's an angel standing on the sun. That's the angel you need to get to know so you can drink better wine. But you know, when you go upwards, it burns off all the enemy. That's why we have all kinds of people going crazy on us. Every season of this ministry, 16 years, is a normal apostolic ministry. You read anything Paul did in the Bible happens every season of his ministry in the scriptures. The reason why it happens here is the same apostolic anointing. It's the seven spirits of God. It's the Davidic anointing, it's the Messianic anointing. God gives that to apostles to destroy all the works of the devil. Which means if you're not using grace, the seven spirits of grace, to ascend, it'll spoil and turn into some kind of demonic counterfeit every single season. And instead of going up with it, you know, Katie's Bardia, wandering in the wilderness of your brain, and you don't go up, you just stay down, act like a clown, end up with a frown. All over the town. Might even make the headlines. Look forward to seeing you on the news. They say those things about us, but it's not happening to us. We're walking in righteousness. I have more favor with real people, professors, 
doctors at the U of M, doctors at Hazelding, they stop me, lawyers, like the top of the top of society, they stop what they're doing just to converse with me every day because of my excellence. Just to put it super humble. It's true. Rebecca witnesses it. These people are excited to converse with this level of the Word of God, and I don't even have to tell them it's God, it's Jesus. They just actually like it because of the excellence by which I speak and carry myself, the energy, the lightning, the righteousness, the purity, the joy, the glorification of the personality. It enhances the quality of their lives that are already the top of the top of the USA. Truth in you. You need to refine yourself into a level of the Areopagus. And if the Areopagus is too high for you, you need to start right where you're at today in wisdom, killing the beasts, growing in excellence. You know, there's a necropolis, the highest city in necropolis, which is the congregation of the highest city. You can call it the heavenly Jerusalem. I'm going to use the Greek terms for you because it is the truth. Anyhow, it's wisdom and prophetic. We are forming an Areopagus of the Acropolis in a heavenly Sanhedrin with 70 elders. Out of 300 of Gideon's drinkers that stay drunk on an ever-increasing clearer and cleaner new wine of the divine kind causes the sun to shine through your face without makeup or computer graphics or any nonsense of the terrestrial realm of witchcraft, you got the real deal buddy with no makeup. You don't need computer graphics because you have the sun of righteousness in your hearts beaming like the bright morning star right out of your faces and people are starting to see it. Rebecca walked into a store this week and the woman working the store shouted, oh my God, you are shining like the sun. True story. These people could see the sun in the sky manifesting through Rebecca's soul this week. It's a testimony that the children of righteousness and the resurrection are here. The sons of God are manifesting. The church is missing it. Most of them. Because they think it's coming a different way. How many of y'all know Jesus came in a form? They couldn't recognize. They'd been familiar with the God they barely know. He's coming like sunshine, the literal sun in the sky, pouring out our souls and your faces in righteousness and holiness and purity will be as lightning, it is written. And your clothing, it don't matter what color you wear, it could be black, will be brighter than bleach. It don't matter the color of your clothing, the whole rainbow is in God. Mix them all together in black and you walk into the sun, you know, you look like onyx. You got the high priest ephod on. Now you're in the black onyx castle of Jesus Christ. You're glorified. Black is a color in heaven. Brown, earth tones are colors in heaven. They just don't have any darkness in them. They are only filled with light. But light has all colors in it, including black. A lot of you don't even know that. You need to understand the glorification of everything. And if it can't be glorified, it burns and goes poof, you don't suffer loss, you just killed the demon. That's why you test everything in fire, which is test everything in glory. 
You're a burning bush. Why? The Shekinah God is blazing in you to test everything in you. No, don't test me, bro. You get offended by being tested because you're full of Satan. They test me on the public stage every day publicly. They're picketing, they're rioting, they're demonstrating. I got 25 evil blogs about me on the internet, over 100,000 negative comments on our 10 million videos. They got 75 million views of Facebook of our documentary, and 50% of the comments on Facebook were slander. And you're worried about hurting people's feelings. I tell you what, you need to cling to the cross and absorb it as a scapegoat. When these sorcerers, these demons, these dogs, these evil people, these workers of iniquity, these sorcerers of religion, these Balaam son of Beor, these lovers of the wages of wickedness, the lovers of the Kabbalah and the sorceries of the black sun, the ones who love what the demon pays you for fighting Jesus Christ, that's why they do it because they get a pleasure in murdering God. Jezebel, drunk on the blood of the saints, try to find a charismatic Christian that's overcome Jezebel. Probably fit them all in the palm of your hand as marbles. Probably less than a thousand on the planet right now amongst the glory stream. And that's the truth anyhow. But we're gonna raise the standard. The eagles will be upgraded. The leaders will be upgraded. You don't do this to condemn. You do this to build up. But you have to uncover the wound and expose it to light before he can heal it. You want to just tenderly massage and don't talk about my wounds and I'm just perfect already. How dare you expose anything to me? Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. Yeah, he loves you so much that he's going to heal you and raise you from the dead. He loves you so much that he's going to change you to practice a level of health that you can't even comprehend in your brain right now. So the Bible says, God is able to do exceedingly abundantly beyond all you can expect. Amen. You know what I mean? God is able to do exceedingly abundantly whatever. Truth in you. By the dunamis power working in you that's greater than anything you can pray for think for, believe for, ask for, God will challenge you. Bible says the dynamis power working in you is greater than anything you could ever pray for, anything you could ever believe for, anything you could ever think for. So the Bible says because the spirit has creative genius in it, which means your brain is always behind your spirit. And so he challenges you, try to get your brain ahead of your spirit. It's not possible. And it will never happen in a hundred million years. Your brain follows your spirit. That's original design. Well, that's true. But he wants your brain to catch up. So we're not around here like... Homo erectuses. Which is the caveman. Part of the de-evolution of man. Drinking Neanderthal DNA and you're... Caps blue ribbon. You see, now they're putting Neanderthal DNA and chemicals in the cereals, so you're dumb at a real young level. When you eat that McDonald's food, it's poisoned with cows with all kinds of genetics to keep you barbarian brained. Calcify your pineal gland. Actually, you get into righteousness 
You'd be barbecuing on the beach every day. What about the mercury content, Jesus? I think the lightning's gonna handle it. Holy. Look at Potini. Mark 16 was edited just because of her miracle. She drank deadly poison in front of Caesar, Nero, with 40 of her handmaidens, and none of them died. And Mark went in there and changed Mark 16, true story, and added the end of that gospel, they shall drink deadly poison and it shall not harm them, after Potini and her handmaidens did it in front of Caesar. And you're worried about COVID-19 vaccination. You're worried about Pfizer and 5G. You need to think strychnine times a million Potini. Because you are totally, completely deceived in unbelief in the completely wrong realm with no faith at all. That part of you is dead because it doesn't believe God for anything. You need to get into faith and the works of the Spirit and rise in doing what the Spirit of God has commanded you in Christ to do. The Bible says Jesus commanded them to love one another as I've loved you. And those that love me will obey my commands. Which means if you make it optional, if you make it some kind of watered down Laodicean mentorship, you will never in a million years know the glory of God. Because these things are optional to you because of your stubborn will, your obstinance, and the sorcery in you that says Jesus' commandments are optional. I have my Christianity my way. I'm done with Red Letter Ministries. I'm going over to Ian Clayton. I'm going over to John Crowder. I'm going over to whatever. They do that. Because we have made Christianity in our own image. We have made Christianity about us. And so to pure devotion to the Father, if you get into pure devotion to the Father, it's you easily, effortlessly love everyone perfectly all the time. Because it's just the overflow of looking at the Father. Because that's all the Father is, is pure love. And pure love drives out fear of being different and not being accepted, not being good enough, and all the weird human stuff that all y'all still deal with in your human nature. It dies. It burns out of you. It's not even there. That's what healing is. Healing is looking at God the Father and letting His light change you into the same image-bearing as Him. Image-bearing was the whole Old Testament bearing the image of God. Adam and Eve no longer bore God's image. The Bible says it. They had the image of God, which was the Shekinah glory. Moses had the image of God. The Shekinah glory is fading. New Covenant Christianity, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, is having an ever-increasing image-bearing of God the Father in your spirit, in your soul, which is your heart, in your mind, which is your brain, and in your body, which is your strength. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the prophets and the law hang on two commandments, which is what? Love and love. Which means pure devotion here, automatic true agape here. But if, you, if man comes first, woman comes first, relationship, even apostle comes first, prophet comes first, which it doesn't, by the way, so you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> if a father comes first, automatically righteousness will pour out of you like a river. But if you have any other God besides me, which means any other first love, 
your spouse, your kids are in your heart, you know, all kinds of family idolatry. And I know not so much you guys, but in the Bible, in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, that was like the main sin that he wrestled against because it was like, oh, we've left our families to serve you, Jesus. And you say anything like that in Laodicean America, they literally stone you to death. You know, the basic commandments of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, that if you want to be my disciple, you're going to have to have no other mothers, no other fathers. You're not going to have a spouse or a business. We have sacrificed our spouses, our businesses. We have left our children, Peter says in the Bible. Peter already had kids, Scripture says. We have left our families, it is written, to follow you, it is written. And Jesus said, you have a hundredfold in this life and the one to come. Real Christianity is unknown in the USA. You can't have this kind of society. Now we're going to fix it. It's going to turn into righteousness. It'll turn into kingdom. But it's going to come with great judgment because you're all wrong. You're just wrong. Your life is wrong. Everything you believe is wrong. Everything you think is true is wrong. You need to get burnt up in the fire of the Shekinah God and he becomes your righteousness by grace, which is the empowerment to ascend into his rightness, which is righteousness, right standing upright in heart with Jesus Christ and God the Father in the substance of the power and might of his glory with lightnings emanating out of you to enforce righteousness and wisdom killing beasts and righteousness killing birds and the tree of life stand up in you and you get rewarded a hundredfold in this life. It is written, when you sacrifice your human, Adamic, and evil nature, you get more from God. Give, and it will be given. Good measure pressed down, running over. It is written, not just in money, in the Holy Ghost. It is written in the book of Luke. Give, and it will be given more of the Holy Ghost. Gospel of Luke. You get more of the Holy Ghost. What's the rewards in Luke? Cities and the Holy Spirit. City stars, Holy Spirit, you get it all. If you give it all, you get it all. If you give nothing and stay human and make excuses, you get the lake of fire because you're a false Christian. But if you get real and he gets real in you and you get real with him and you don't care about your dignity, respectability, your image bearing yourself, you lose your image to bear his image, which is the basic requirement of sanctification, which most of you haven't done yet. Still caring what others think. Still caring what I think. You need to care about what the Holy Spirit thinks. And He's in us. And we'll burn you up if you're wrong. And we will correct you with a rod of iron. And we'll crack your skulls open with a rod of iron. It is written, dash their skulls to pieces like pottery. Because in that cranium is Satan. And you got to take the scarabs out. These golden bugs of Egypt that are in their brains. Always thinking about money and how to make money. Those little black buds, bugs in their brains. How to procreate. Sex, masturbation, pornography, looking at the opposite sex. Hormones, driven. Bugs, serpents, snakes. All the foul, disgusting underworld in the human brain has to be electrocuted. I want to be Raiden from Mortal Kombat for Halloween. Or Big Trouble in Little China, they come down with lightnings. Or I want that big Vietnamese hat too that's so long it like goes out like 10 feet. That's my apostolic covering. Come down like Raiden. Listen, this is like Thor glory. We come from Asgard. Amen. Socropolis of the Areopagus, also known as 
the heavenly Sanhedrin, and it's a lot better than you can ever imagine. The law of liberty in Christ Jesus literally is freedom and abundant life and a glory and a fun and a celestial fellowship that many of you can't even imagine right now how thrilling and amazing it is to walk with pure hearts and pure minds and clean hands and no idolatry and no self-promotion. And you just let the Holy Ghost be God and Master and lead you into all truth. And you just stay a little child like Jesus, letting the Spirit be Master. You go straight up like a tender shoot. Isaiah 11, be your life. You could read the Bible and say, all these things that happened to Jesus are happening to me because I'm walking the narrow path. It's no longer some distant thing. It's like, oh, there's Enoch. There's everyone in the Bible. I'm encountering them constantly. I'm not reading about it in a book anymore. I've stepped into it. It's a living scroll now. I'm living the life, the testimony of Jesus, the spirit of prophecy. I'm ascending upwardly in the path of righteousness, shining ever brighter to the full dawn of day. And day is dawning through our flesh. Day is dawning through our bones and marrow. Day is dawning through our hearts like a sunrise at midnight. Daymakers, dawnbreakers, the manifest sons of God are here. And a very little cheer. But I will drink a near beer. In the bar, not very far, where they do a lot of tar. <laughs> I still like some bar evangelism in the glory. I got tested by an essay. This dude, you can tell he'd done time in prison. Eyes are just black. Come over and he tests me. How much for your hat? I like your hat. Give me your hat. I'll trade you with my hat. I said, not for sale. Tough guy. Not for sale. This is one of one. The only one in the world. This is exactly how it went down. He took it off his head. Pointed it around. He said, this is a very nice hat. He's confronting. He wouldn't shake my hand at first either, you know? Like prison test. Prison culture. There's no high five. None of it. Just to see if you know you're fake or a flake. I like that. And he said, and he pointed, and there's a black cross on the side of his white cap for one of his amigos that had died. And I said, oh, the cross, I like that. And I looked him in the eyes and just released compassion towards him because someone close to him had died. It hit him in the heart. And he gave me a hug and a high five. And I said, bless you. Isn't that cool? I love gangsters. There's good gangsters out there. They're not all bad. A lot of people have never had an outlet to express themselves any other way. A lot of Christians have never had an outlet to express themselves in wisdom because they just grew up in Jezebel. And so there's no ability to fly without your wings clipped. Prison system, the call, Final Quest series. They're all going to church under SS officers in the call. They say, not you. He's talking about Pentecostal charismatic churches. Yeah, you. He's talking about you. You just don't want to face the facts. You just live in the prison system, the invisible prison. We need to burn these walls down. It's going to take people that love Jesus more than themselves to set themselves free from an invisible prison they don't even know they're living in. That's what Revelation does. Revelation illuminates you to what your surroundings are in the spirit. And it's usually beasts and it's usually birds 
Can I say it's good? It's never good. There's nothing good in the world, the Bible says. All that is in the world. Lust and pride, it is written. It's never good. As a believer, you make peace. You make it good by Christ in you. What they're experiencing out there is the overflow off the sons of God table. Why they can say the universe is good? Because someone's conquering it. Christ had filled the universe with his spirit, Colossians says in the Bible. A good universe is written in Colossians because Jesus defeated Satan. Some of these people that aren't even Christians and never go to church have more accurate belief systems than you do because they practice with a clean conscience what Jesus has made available in the world without the religious spirit, without the sorcery and the wickedness of Jezebel, and they hate the demon gods more than believers do. Truths anyhow, we need to come out of this form of Christianity. We need to melt the prison walls around our hearts, our minds, tear up these boxes, shred our hearts and minds in glory and wisdom and righteousness in the apostolic teachings of the sons of God. We need to get burnt up from the floor up. We need to lift the roof off our heads and we need to learn how to live in a constant open heavens. The heavens opened over Jesus Christ's head when he was baptized in the Holy Spirit and the evidence that he was the Son of God is that the heavens stayed open over his head all the way through his ascension. Which means you can do it too! You got the Holy Ghost. Why did the heavens close over your head? Well, I could tell you if I just look at you within seconds. It's usually religion. And then if it's not religion, it's a more deceptive form of religion called Jezebel, which is charismatic witchcraft, external bewitchment, which is the worst thing I've ever seen down here. The last principality you have to overcome in the terrestrial until you deal with the celestial, which is demon gods up here. And now the lightnings deal with all that ranged attack of the principality in heavenly places. Down here, you're just dealing with beasts. Jezebel's a beast. She's on the earth. She's in the high tower, right? And so the Bible says she's in the high tower on earth. And you got to push her out, which is right up in the eyes. Lust of the eyes. Right up in the mind. Pride of life. Once you push that out of your tower, once you get it out of your life, once you sack it down by the three eunuchs, which is the purity of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, now you possess that tower. What did, what did uh, Jehu do? He went in and ate and drank. He just defeated the queen of Israel, just destroyed a queen. What does he do? Goes and feasts. It demonstrates what Jesus Christ's nature does. Anytime you conquer an enemy, you go fill your spirit with fresh food. Amen? And you go out there, the dogs had eaten every part of her, the horses had trampled and destroyed and crushed all of her bones and marrow. All that was left was her skull, her hands, and her feet. Her feet didn't even make it to the New Testament. Good news, that's pretty cool. Like Frodo just chopped them off. Those big, ugly, nasty feet. Hairy, too. Jezebel, hairy feet. Nasty. Nasty. <laughs> Truth in yeah. But the head and the hand did make it into the book of Revelation, and that's what we're all overcoming, and we've overcome this season and the final showdown in the spirit of Elijah on Mount Carmel the last couple months. And it's been wonderful. I really enjoyed it. I love Mount Carmel. I love the mountain of the Lord. As long as you cling to him and you're intimate, 
union in white dove purity you break through every single time he is undefeated champion of the lord he's the champion of israel champion of grace and if you know him really really well and you're really walking with him in the works of the lamb with thousands of prior experiences and victories to come up into this level this isn't like you rush in right away and deal with this stuff this was the most maturity the pinnacle of the spirit of elijah in the history of the prophetic it is the pinnacle of the maturity of the prophetic of all time and that's the truth anyhow then you actually can have a constant victory over this stuff and it stays sealed down below because there will be the backlash and the tail of the enemy trying to take the territory that you just took but if it's actual from maturity of building up the inner man of wisdom building your seven pillars by killing beasts so you have no connections to any demonic altar in the terrestrial realm you maintain that territory that's the real apostolic come on now now you go up and you have a new celestial experience from conquering your beast, mixing your wine, seven pillars rising higher and higher, which is the spirit of glory that raises you from the dead. You got to get to know the seven spirits of God at these levels. Your little Holy Ghost Assemblies of God doctrine ain't going to get you over the skyline. You'll be under the sun all the days of your life in false Christianity, making excuses of why it doesn't work and why problems are happening because you have rejected the path of righteousness and have chosen not to ascend the secret stairway of the sky. Anyone who does not ascend does not love Jesus. That's the truth. And they're married to the spirit of the world and they're false brethren and they will get judged with their demon gods that they're serving in their hearts and pretending with their two faces to be worshipers of Jesus, but there's no obedience in their hearts. And that is so many Laodicean Pentecostal charismatic Christians right now. So many millions are in that camp. And it's not final judgment now because it's the final release of the escape out of that judgment right now. And if you don't climb, you will be utterly destroyed because you have married the devil. And you have chosen in your heart who you be married to forever. Marriage supper of the Lamb or a lake of fire with Satan and his angels. There's two different realms in this righteous judgment coming forth. And it'll be an eternal separation of both in the coming hours. Minutes for some of you in the coming minutes. You are deep into the third day. It's the last day of the last days. Three of them. And this is the last hour of any wickedness, even here in beast or bird form, through heart and mind, flesh and blood. The whole earth will be tilled in righteousness, and that's going to come forth quickly. The only thing that was holding it back was the Christian's maturity and a lack of righteousness and a lack of purity, for we have not conquered and killed our beasts in the earthly. Now that we have, we rise up into the heavenly. Not just like a seer, but as a son of righteousness with healing in our beams and wings to partner with the angels in the heavenly angelic sphere and to rule over the earth for a thousand years. And we're going to be doing this. Bob Jones saw into 2060, the bride of Christ, these mature ones that I'm talking to today, had total control over all the weather systems in the world. And Jesus had not returned yet. So if you have short range plans, make long range plans. 
in Jesus' name. And it will go well for you because you'll rise in the brightness of his coming near because you've come near to him. Therefore, he has come near to you and you have risen together in the resurrection. Acts, no, Luke 20 says, Therefore they are the children of the resurrection, the angel-like sons of God who can never die. Amen? Enoch said the same thing. Those who practice the light of the sun in the sun will never die. It's written everywhere. The sun wants to pour forth through your flesh and blood and out your face and wants to turn your raiments whiter than snow. The mixture of the Shekinah God and the star in your sky will pour forth through you in a light that will remove all the sorceries of Satan and his angels and the warlocks of economics and politics and all the wickedness of the deep state, all the wickedness and the corruption in the economic sector of Switzerland and Zurich and these manipulators of currencies and societies will be rapidly judged in your rapid ascension in justice and righteousness into the foundations of God the Father's throne, practicing purity, practicing wisdom, practicing righteousness all the time in the cosmic tree of life in the glory. And you still be drinking crystal clear wine, having maximum amount of fun in the sun every single day for eternity future. Power of the age to come. It's already here. It's come. You are learning the power of the age to come. It's the power of the seventh day. It's the power of Jesus Christ in the cosmos. It's the power of the seven lightnings. It's the opening and the unsealing of the seven thunders. They're not sealed anymore. The first seal was opened 2,000 years ago. Progressively, all of the seals have been opened until we get the sons of the kingdom, the sons of thunder, the children of the seven lightnings that will live in the cosmic celestial garments of the path of the stars, the seven stars and the seven lightnings. They're going to practice 150 billion lightnings through their flesh and blood. They're going to appear in the brightness of the Son of God with eyes of flashing fire. You're going to be changed from human to living beings. You're not going to be human beings much longer. This path will change you from human being to living being. And the Bible calls it an ever-living being. God didn't create human beings. It's not in there. Human being is an effect of the fall. The Bible says God created them in the garden ever-living beings. This path is going back up into the ever-living, in the light being, your Heavenly Father, Hebrews 1, it is written. There's no death in these realms. It's a narrow path, but it will get more and more rock-solid as many women and men begin to practice purity at a white dove level, in heart and mind, in deed and action and word, and begin to drink crystal clear, and ascend and discover these realms. Everything I'm saying to you is true from experience. And you'll have your own experiences in it that will greatly increase your faith and confidence in God and will greatly help 
For one puts a thousand to flight, two ten thousand, twenty-seven puts the whole fall to flight. That's what Bob Jones said. It only takes twenty-seven in mature righteousness that Rebecca and I are walking in. All we need is twenty-seven to completely remove the entire curse of the fall from the universe. Truth in here. That's what Bob Jones said. When you begin to practice righteousness at this sonship mature level, this cosmic level of a tree of life that completely eradicates all the wickedness of the sorceries of Satan and elements, molecules, and atoms, if you get 27 sons of righteousness, 27 risen into the sun, 27 ascending the path of the seven lightnings into the third heaven through the path of the second heaven, seven lightnings, the narrow path through the stars. If we get 27 established in this, the Bible declares that every single curse in the world will be gone and eradicated to the lake of fire. Amen? So that's my main goal, just to get 27. We have two right now. That's accurate. In this coming season, you'll be tested. I know you all want it. The issue is, will you give up your humanity for it? Will you actually ascend or you just play games in the mud and pretend, build sandcastles? You need to drink crystal clear. There's an empowerment, there's an energy, there's an updraft, there's a resurrection right now to walk up the secret stairway of the sky, to ascend and fly into the sun like an eagle. Each revelation that you value in your spirit will be energy, fuel, like a rocket ship to fly into the sun physically with your flesh and blood. Your spirit gets transfigured because you have entrance only through a pure spirit. Seven spirits work inside the earth, Revelation 5, 6. But they also work outside the earthen vessel to purify you on the outside and lift you up on the outside and to purify you on the inside. You need both the fountain from within and the rain on the outside. Days of Noah, it rained and it sprung up. Now that was natural, this is spiritual. First in the natural, then in the spiritual. You have the fountain of the Lamb in your spirit. It's a greater work. Now it will be lifted up inside you together. It was only one for him. He gave the seed of it into his apostles, and they established the scriptures for it. And it's in the scriptures. Ascension is in the scriptures. Rising, looking up, keeping your eyes fixed on those things above it's everywhere in there. When you open up the scroll and begin to read the New Testament in this greater light, it's like the first time you ever read the Bible. I dare you to begin to read it in this white sunshine, this glory sunshine. It'll totally lift the dead letter off the pages and make it a living word. And you can live on each word and you can ascend in each word and you can experience each word and put each word as treasure into your spirit to get stronger and stronger in the word and experience the word and become living epistles read of all men. Become the scriptures made flesh, the word made flesh. For the word has access into all these realms. He's the maker of everything. He's the word of God. In the beginning was the word and the word made all things and all things were made through the word. And the word is love and the, the word is Jesus. And that word is the law of liberty. It's a law that holds the universe together. It's the word of God, King of kings and Lord of lords. Law comes from kings. Kings establish law. We're so deceived that we think law is a bad thing. The word is the law of love. Jesus is the law. If you're not in him, you're lawless. The man of lawlessness who... who, who 
whom soon shall appear in the guise of Christ, an antagonist of Christ, pretending to be Christ as an antichrist. This is all because of rejecting the strictness and seriousness of the law that's the person Jesus Christ, maker of heaven and earth. You can't even get one step up this ladder unless you love the law, his statutes, his precepts, because the law is Jesus, the maker in heaven and earth. What you're talking about is some mosaic ritual. That's Kabbalah, Leviticus, animal sacrifice, which are human beings sacrificed for the sorcerers of Babylon the Great, wars and rumors of wars. That stuff ain't even in this realm. We're talking about obedience to the word of God without obedience is better than sacrifice without obedience no one's gonna see the Lord if you love me you obey my commandments do you love being commanded most of you get offended most of you are irritated most of you take it as suggestion we can't even get half of you to tithe right now in red letter ministries Charles anyhow we ain't mad about it but that's where you're at in loving his commandments come on now you gotta love the word. It's not binding you, it's loosing you. You have to fall in love with statutes, precepts. You're full of rebellion. You're full of Janice sorcery. He wants to set you free from sorcery of rebellion. Not into legalism. He's not gonna castrate you. He's not gonna control you. He's gonna set you free from rebellion, which is Janice sorcery. And you need it. Otherwise, you can never live with him unless he delivers you. Unless you fall in love with the law of freedom in Christ Jesus. It's the law of love. It's the person, Jesus Christ, we smoketh. Amen. And he's not offended by anything because he's omniscient. He loves it. He's like, you can smoke my my dead letters. It'll come alive in the smoke of your glory. I like that in Jesus' name. Everything that you obey in Christ brings freedom. He's the spirit of freedom and glory. But there is a, a maturity. There is a greater maturing, aging wine, a maturing of Jesus growing in wisdom and in favor with God and with men. 33 years, Jesus grew. Grow, grow, grow. You know, we're at usually around a one or two year old Jesus in our born again state. How about we go up into 12? How about we go up into 22? What happens when we mature literally as light beings, Christ, Christians, to into our 30s? Greater works will you do because I go to the Father. It means you're going to have to do them as a Christian, which as a Christ, Jesus firstborn amongst many. He's the only one we worship. He's God. But God only produces gods. God of gods was his name in the book of Psalms if you read it without a religious spirit. Which means God only produces ones after his own kind. As soon as we start to look like him, religious spirit comes and beats us up and say, that's blasphemy. How dare you bear God's image? Go bear the image of birds, beasts, and reptiles like all the other hypocrites and religious idiots. That's what they do. And we do it because that's what everyone does. The wide path of destruction. We need the narrow path. A majority with God is just one person in union with his commandments. And his commandments are not burdensome children, 1 John says. Come on now. You don't get more mature than 1 John. His commandments are not burdensome. Why are they burdensome to you? Because you're full of rebellion. Because you're full of sin and Satan. And you love the wages of wickedness. That's why his commandments are burdensome. I don't want to do that. 
Well, he's not gonna twist your will. You're just gonna have demons clinging to you, just siphoning your blood all your life. Cause you're an idiot. Repent, get the demons off you, and love his commandments, then all the burdens come off your back. Every demon disintegrates. Obedience increases light in your spirit, soul, mind, and bones. Which your blood changes. They'll put smallpox and AIDS on your hand and it just disintegrates under a microscope. Because your blood's different. Put your hand into an armadillo down in Texas and you don't even get leprosy. That's when it's real. We're out there playing football with leprosy filled armadillos. Texas State University. Yeehaw. Amen. Ain't scared of nothing. Fear has no place where there is love, for love drives out all fear. Amen. The nature of Jesus, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, is in you. You have that nature in you. Now walk in it. Amen. And just reject the devil. And just attack the devil. Guard the pearl of great price. Sell the field. And value the things of righteousness and purity and holiness and wisdom. Value the word of God. Value the riches and heavenly glory. Value the will and the pure, sincere worship of God the Father. My brethren, pay no servile regard to people who show no prejudice, no partiality. Do not attempt to hold and practice the faith of our Lord Jesus, the Lord of glory, together with snobbery. <laughs> Knock it off. No snobbery out there. <laughs> For if a person comes into the, the congregation whose hands are adorned with gold rings and is wearing splendid apparel, And also a poor man in shabby clothes like Jake back there comes in. And you pay special attention to Jake. Who wears the splendid clothes and say to him, Sit here in this preferable seat while you tell the poor man, Stand there or sit there on the floor at my feet. We should do that sometime. People come to Joel's bar, he goes, Sit on the floor. We had people visitors once try to do that. That's some kind of brown nosing thing, man. It bothered me. <laughs> oh, the devil is terrible. Listen, my beloved brethren, has not God chosen those who are poor in the eyes of the world to be rich in faith and in their position as believers and to inherit the kingdom which he has promised to those who love him? But you, in contrast, have insulted, humiliated, dishonored, and shown your contempt for the poor. Is it not the rich who domineer over you? Is it not they who drag you into the law courts? Not Kanye West. All you gotta do is a little shock prophetics and they all piss off! It is not they who slander and blaspheme that precious name by which you are distinguished and called the name of Christ invoked in baptism. If indeed you really fulfill the royal law, just say royal law. Royal law. 
Oh, buddy. Now it's like a freaking synagogue in here. Royal law, what's next? The Torah? <laughs> if indeed you really fulfill the royal law in accordance with, with the scripture, you shall love your neighbor as you love yourself, you do well. But if you show servile regard, prejudice, favoritism for people, you commit sin and are rebuked and convicted by the law as violators and offenders. For, for whoever keeps the law as the whole but stumbles and offends in one single instance has become guilty of breaking all of it. For he who said, now this is New Testament. I know some of you I can feel your eyes rolling in the back of your head right now. This is, uh, this is James. Okay. This is the New Testament. In the New Covenant and an apostle. For he who said you shall not commit adultery also said you shall not kill. And if you do not commit adultery but do kill, you have become guilty of transgressing the whole law. So speak and so act as people should who are to be judged under the law of liberty. Well, you don't hear that preached in hypergrace. Judged under the law of liberty, but it is the truth anyhow <laughs> to your shame I can feel that shame you're being judged tonight under the law of liberty to the shame of your demons just get them out just let them you know these words will strip them out of you the word of God is what delivers you from anything whatever body parts it'll cause a wart to fall off your face Amen. It's true. You got warts. We got words. Words for warts. Ministries worldwide international. <laughs> Glory. So speak and so act as people should who are to be judged under the law of freedom. The moral instruction given by Christ, especially about love. Some of you never even heard this before. Don't look at me like that. I'm reading the Bible and the New Covenant, do you? Bible. 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 Tiniest baby angel feather on judgment, Zotiel. Yep. For to him who has shown no mercy, the judgment will be merciless. But mercy, full of glad confidence, exalts victoriously over judgment. Amplified Classic, James 2.14 What is the use, prophet, my brethren, for anyone to profess to have faith if he has no good works to show for it? Such faith, can such faith without works save his soul? You can't be saved without the works of the Spirit after you're filled with power from on high. <laughs> You know, you lose your salvation if you don't do the works of the Spirit. If a brother or sister is poorly clad and lacks food each day, and one of you says to him goodbye, keep yourself warm and well fed, without giving him the necessities for the body, what good does that do? And then the demon possessed bum comes to the front and asks for money and manipulates all you infants in Christ. And they just go smoke an eight ball because you gave it to him. 
<laughs> Seen that about 10,000 times from ignorant, immature Christians getting taken advantage of. So also faith, if it does not have works, deeds, and actions of obedience to back it up, by itself is destitute of power, inoperative, dead. But someone will say to you then, you say you have faith, and I have good works. Now you show me your alleged faith apart from any good works, if you can, and I by good works of obedience will show you my faith! <laughs> See, I'm winning the argument against the devil tonight. In you. You believe that God is one, you do well, so do your demons. They believe in shudder. In terror and horror, such as make a man's hair stand on end and contract the surface of his skin. They call that goosebumps. Are you willing to be shown proof? You foolish, unproductive, spiritually deficient fellow, that faith apart from good works is inactive and ineffective and worthless? Was not our forefather Abraham shown to be justified, made acceptable to God by his works? When he brought to the altar as an offering his own son Isaac. You can't even sacrifice your children to Joel's bar. You should be ashamed of yourself. They did that even in the old covenant. We can't even sacrifice our kids. Awfully quiet in here right now. <laughs> wow. And so the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed in, adhered to, trusted in, and relied on God. And this was accounted to him as righteousness, as conformity to God's will and thought and deed. And he was called God's friend. Bob Jones said the highest calling in life is to be called God's friend. How? Righteous works. Acts of righteousness, acts of the apostolic, obeying the apostolic and prophetic commandment, or just forget about being saved. It'll never work for you. You see that a man is just justified, pronounced righteous before God through what he does, and not alone through faith, through works of obedience as well as by what he does. So also with Rahab the harlot, she was not shown to be justified, pronounced righteous before God by good deeds. When she took in the scout spies and sent them away in a different route, was she not justified by good works? For as the human body apart from the spirit is lifeless, so faith apart from works of obedience is death. So what is religion? Disobedience to the spirit of Jesus and some other God that's not even him. And that's what we're at war against in this Christian civil war against the great whore. And we're going to baptize her in the crystal sea. And every single demon god she served in her deceived skull will be driven into the lake of fire. Thanks be to God. Amen. And good night. Amen. Give an offering into wisdom. God knows we all need more. Amen.
747. <laughs>